Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Spiritual understanding is an issue of the heart. See, it's not really our ears, it's not my mind, it's really my heart. But they all work together. For the next 40, 45 minutes or whatever, I'm going to be teaching you. Well, actually, God is. And what God is trying to say is, listen up. Get your ears and your mind and your heart working together. Learn to understand what God says. What is the real issue in hearing? Especially when we're talking about spiritual truth, what is it that is really at issue? Is it a mind or brain issue or a physical ear issue? In today's message, Pastor Mark explains that hearing spiritual truth is a matter of the heart, not the ears. Jesus centered the issue on the soil of our heart. What type of heart are you listening with? As you hear the Word of God being taught, is your heart prepared for what you'll hear? Next time you hear the word being taught, ask God to give you not just listening ears, but a listening heart. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark with part one of his message entitled, Are You Listening? Matthew chapter 13. Interesting passage of scripture we're in. Do you know what to expect when you share the gospel? When you meet somebody at work and they say, where do you go? And I said, well, we go to this church over here and boom, boom, boom. And they said, well, why do you go there? And you begin to share a little bit about God's word and, and the Bible and, and what church is all about. Do you know what to expect? Well, that's what the teaching is about today. Oh, it's very, very interesting. We're going to learn four responses. The same four responses that happened 2,000 years ago are the same four responses today. It doesn't change. And it's going to be so informative to you. So we're ready to discover how people respond when we share with them truth, the Word of God, the Gospel. In chapter 13, there are seven parables that Jesus gives. We're only going to cover one this morning. Seven well, what is a parable? Here's a definition that you can write down this morning. A parable is a simple story, very simple, uh, often visual. You'll see it today. And it illustrates a spiritual principle. It's a spiritual principle. It's not, well, it's not a principle 
of this earth. In fact, someone has said a parable is simply an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. So it illustrates a spiritual principle, but here's the difference. As some people hear this parable, some people don't get it. Oh, they understand all the deals, but they don't understand the spiritual application. So it's a simple story, often a visual picture, illustrating a spiritual principle which may not be apparent to all the hearers. Now, easily when you see the story, you can relate to it yourself. It fits. You can see yourself in this analogy or this comparison or this contrast. That's exactly what Jesus is going to do. Let's begin chapter 13. Verse 1. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and, well, he sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and he sat on it while all the people stood on the shore. Now, what happened here? Well, just picture me. I'm going to be Jesus and you're the crowd that day, 2,000 years ago, and I'm down here with you on the seashore. The crowd just gets so big and big and big, pretty soon that Jesus is kind of stepping back into the water. And eventually he goes, this isn't going to work. So they get a little boat, put him out, and he and probably one or two disciples are out there in the boat. And he sits down, you stand so you can see him. And the the acoustics of the water are like a microphone system. He doesn't have to have anybody EQing him. He doesn't have to have this ear deal or whatever. You just hear him. Now, why are all the people there? Why is the crowd so huge? Well, number one, when you were around Jesus, it was excitement. Things are always changing. You didn't know what to expect. You got a meal for the day. All of a sudden, somebody has a demon cast out of them. Somebody who is blind sees. Somebody who is lame walks. And people just wanted to know how to do life. They've heard this religious stuff so long they were sick and tired of religion. And Jesus brought this incredible freshness. So... I want you to picture today one of the disciples that was probably sitting in the boat, maybe Pete that rolled Jesus out here so he could be far enough. And Pete's looking at the crowd. What does Pete see? Pete looks at this crowd and goes, wow, look at all those Christians, those followers of Jesus. This is, this is amazing. These people are so excited to be followers of Jesus. And then, well, what does Jesus see when he looks out? Does he see the same thing that Peter sees? No. There's a difference between Pete and Jesus. Jesus looked on the heart of people. Peter looked on the outside. So when, watch this, you have to understand this. In this gathering of people, Jesus knew there were four kinds of hearers. He's getting ready to teach the word. He knew there were four kinds of hearers. There were four kinds of people with four different kinds of hearts. Do you know that's true this morning? There are four kinds of hearers. And in a moment, the word is going to go out. We've just already started. And we're going to find out that these four kinds are represented pretty much every time we meet. Now, when you do one-on-one and you share the word, they will be one of these four kinds of hearers. So this is the parable of the soils, or the parable of the hearers. It's really about hearing the word of God. It's an incredible illustration that has great truth to us. We begin in verse 3. Now that he's in the boat, Jesus says this. Then he told them many things in parables. Seven parables, here's the first one. 
saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering his seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. And some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred and sixty or thirty times what was sown. So this illustration that Jesus used has has to do with a little plot of ground and seed going into it and corn or wheat or vegetables or whatever growing out of it. Well, that's very, very easy to have a visual picture of because there in the land of Israel, the land of Israel was really today, it's an incredible land of productivity. They provide fruits and vegetables and flowers for all over Europe. It's one of the most productive places in the whole world for this little teeny country of Israel. Well, the disciples understood this. Remember, this parable is this simple story, often a visual picture. So you can picture the seed going out and a bird coming in to get it. You can picture it being there and all of a sudden the, the heat comes down and the, well, it just, it just wilts. You, you can picture it. So what was Jesus really trying to do here? Well, he was trying to take a practical illustration and give spiritual meaning to it. Now, the next time we teach, we'll talk about verses 10 to 17, why parables. But today, look at verse 9. By the way, verse 9 is the key to the parable. And then we're going to skip right to verse 18. Notice what verse 9 says. Funny statement. He who has ears, let him hear it. Now, was Jesus saying in the boat, okay, anybody here have ears? Everybody go, yeah, I got ears. What? No, were you crazy? No, they had ears. But what was he saying? If you really have ears, I want you to hear. What does he mean? We know the statement. You hear me say it many times. In one ear and out the other. Do you ever leave church like that? I remember going, listening to this whole hour of deal and left the church and went, okay. It went in one ear and out the other. So what is he saying about the ears? Why is this the key? Well, it's a parable of the ears. What kind of soil is in your heart? We'll see that in a moment. So... Verse 18 then says this. Look at verse 18. Listen then to what the parable of the sower, circle this word, means. Means. Jesus is not after, okay, this is horticulture class 101. He's talking about a spiritual application. Jesus says, I want you to understand what I'm going to say to you spiritually. Jesus says, get your mind and your ears and your hearts on the same wavelength, willing to listen and change as truth is heard. So here's what I want you to sit right down this morning. Look at this next illustration. It's a very simple word. Spiritual understanding is an issue of the heart. See, it's not really our ears. It's not my mind. It's really my heart. But they all work together. For the next 40, 45 minutes or whatever, I'm going to be teaching you. Well, actually, God is. And what God is trying to say is, listen up. Get your ears and your mind and your heart working together. Learn to understand what God says. As you see this 
incredible parable, this parable of the soils or here, there are three elements that are common through the whole parable. You have to understand these to make sense. There's the sower and the seed and then the soil. They all begin with S. Let's look at the sower. We just read this parable. The farmer or the sower went out and sowed seed. Who is that farmer or the sower? Well, in this particular case, it's Jesus. But it's really anyone who shares the truth of the word of God. Today, I'm the sower. I'm giving you, and you'll see in a moment, the word of God. But tomorrow, you're the sower. You're sharing at work. You're sharing in the neighborhood. Somebody emails you and you give them a response. Somebody at the water cooler says, why'd you go to this church and whatever, what's happening? You're the sower. As you continue to live life, we're to be light and salt. So the sower is anyone that shares this principles of the word of God. What is the seed? Well, the seed is the word of God. It's alive. As you know, if you buy a little package of seed, they'll have a date on it. After that date, the seed's probably died, got too dry and whatever. But see, the Bible says the word of God is alive. So this is the word of God. And of course, Jesus himself is the word of God. He's the living word and he gives this life. So what is the goal? What is the purpose for that today? I'm casting seed out to you. And you'll see in a moment, in your heart is like a little plot of ground. We'll see that. It's falling on you. Well, what's the reaction to that seed falling on you? What's going to happen? What is God's goal? Here it is. John 15, 16, Jesus said this. Now, you did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. What does that mean? When this seed comes out to you and lands here in your heart, goes to your ears, your brain, to your heart. Heart is just the real you. It's the part that relates to you. When it's there, what is it supposed to do? Well, it's supposed to make me, basically, like Christ. That's my goal. To become like, I'll never be Christ, but to become like Christ in character, holiness, usefulness. When the Bible speaks of fruit, it speaks basically of these five categories. Godly character. Peace. Joy. Long-suffering. Gentleness. The character of God. As it falls to me, it reminds me to do that. Godly works. Doing good things for God. Next, godly witness. Every Christian, when we share the word of God, we're being fruitful. When I share with somebody, whether they get saved or not, you're going to see there's always four responses. Whether they get saved or not isn't my responsibility. Ultimately, it's a responsibility of that individual to see what they're going to do with that. Four, godly giving. Since God blesses me, I give of my tithes and offerings routinely. I just love to give. That's fruit. And last, you did it just a little while ago when we worship. Godly praise. The fruit, the Bible says, the fruit of our lips. And it comes from my heart. Now, so what is the goal when Jesus is teaching this huge group of people? What is he looking for? Well, he's looking for fruit. What does that mean? Here's the one thing you want to write down. The planting of the seed... Or the word of God in the hearts of people, in the hearts of people, is meant to produce one thing, fruitfulness, fruitfulness. That's the goal. So as the gospel goes out, obviously first you want conversion, but then after that person becomes a Christian, you want them to be fruitful, useful. Now, with that in mind, that 
basic understanding of that in mind, let's talk about the next thing, which is simply the soils. When the word goes out, what does it find in the heart? What kind of four soils do we find? Well, you're going to see that this human heart is the control center again where everything is made. I'm not talking about my, my heart. I'm talking about the real me. So when the word of God comes to you in your spirit, uh, what happens? And you need to understand this first. Jesus is casting out. He's the sower. And by the way, I'm not the teacher. Oh, I am a teacher, but the real teacher is the Holy Spirit. Understand? Okay. So I'm just a conduit for the Holy Spirit. So there's nothing wrong with the teacher and there's nothing wrong with the seed. The seed is always alive. So how can I have different responses? It's because there's a difference in the soul, the soil. There's a difference in the heart of man. There's four different responses. So you want to write this statement down. Very important you write this statement because this is the key to all your life. And by the way, you'll see this morning that it has a local application for us. True conversion and fruitfulness depends on how a person responds to the word of God. So there's nothing wrong with the seed. It's perfect. There's nothing wrong with a sower because he's just a conduit. If he's teaching the word of God, he or she's a conduit of the Holy Spirit. And so how a person responds, it shows me what's really down in their heart. What's really down in their heart. Now, with that understanding, um, you just have to say, what type of soil or here are you? When you think about that this morning, what... What type, what type of soil are you? You say, well, does this have to do with me? I thought it was just to do with people that I share that aren't believers yet. Well, it has both. When my brother was alive, I would visit him from time to time in Hawaii. And in Hawaii, they have this neat little thing where they have little teeny gardens. They could be 10 by 12 or 10 by 15 or 8 by 7. And they're just small gardens. And there's probably 50 or 100 of those gardens there. And you rent that and you plant stuff and seeds and flowers and fruits and all kinds of stuff. And people just talk about it. They look at it. It's your little place to work with. And they'd be in there working on the soil and getting all the stuff out and fertilizing and all stuff. And they, they just, they're beautiful. They're just wonderful. And they have these all over different areas of Hawaii. This parable has to do with your little garden. Do you know in your heart, there's a little garden. Even after you've become a Christian, this whole parable applies to you. And it applies to me. Oh, it applies to those who haven't become Christians yet. But it also applies to me. Because realistically, in your life, there's, as a Christian, there's the potential of these four kinds of soil. So as the word's coming into your heart, what kind of response as a Christian will you have? Second, certainly as a response, if you're not a believer yet, what kind of thing is going on in your heart? What kind of response to the word of God? What kind of hearer are you going to be? So it has a great application for believers and it has an incredible application for those that are still searching for the truth. So we'll begin Here's the first kind of soil or heart. It's called, number one, a hard heart. Look at verse 19. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom, and you may want to circle these words, this is the problem, does not understand it, the evil one 
Satan. In our parable earlier, it was the birds. The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. So what's the physical illustration? How could people in those days relate to it? Well, remember, in biblical times, a person would have this big bag of seed, and he wouldn't have little rows. He'd just go and cast the seed out like this. It'd be like me just walking down the road today and just casting the seed out all over here. Go up to the balcony and just cast the seed out. Well, the seed would fall on all kinds of soil. That was a normal deal. Well, notice in this first illustration, it falls on this, uh, on this ground that is, is hard. Well, how would ground get hard? Well, people would walk on these paths between places where people basically would put their crops. They'd walk on this. And when the guy just, or gal just cast the seed, it would fall on some of this, and it was just like cement, this kind of, and it could never penetrate. You know what that means. If you ever fertilize in your yard, you run this little thing around, and it's circle, and fertilizes all over the place. Well, quite often, it fertilizes the sidewalk and the driveway, right? And what do you do? Well, you, is it going to grow there? No, the only thing that would ever grow there is a nutweed or whatever. It isn't going to grow there. And so you got to get in, you, you do what? You sweep it off because it'll stain it. Well, in these days, you know, the person just casting it out, and it falls on these paths where the people have walked. It's hard as a rock. It's, it's as, for all practical purposes, it's cement. Well, what happens to the seed? Well, a bird's flying over and goes, hey, buffet. He just drops down, gobbles up all the seed. It's not going to grow anyway. Now, understand the spiritual. They would know that's true. They would know that's true in a practical sense. But understand the spiritual part. The birds in this parable symbolize Satan, who snatches up the seed because it could not penetrate the hard ground. Well, how could a person today that's not a Christian yet have a hard heart? What does that mean? Remember, this is not a physical heart. This is a spiritual heart. So the soil represents, this soil represents a hard heart that doesn't permit the word of God to penetrate its surface. These individuals, when they hear the word of God, they're unteachable. They really don't have any interest. Inside, their eyes are closed, their ears are closed, It's in one ear and out the other. But you and I don't know that because they may even be taking notes. But down inside, they're saying this. I'm not interested in somebody telling me how to live. So I'm not interested in this stuff. You mean, I think I just heard the pastor say, if you become a Christian, you turn your life over to God and then he rules your life. Well, these people say, I'm not interested in that. I'm going to do my life the way I want to do it. Jesus taught parables on a regular basis. What are parables? How did Jesus use them to convey spiritual truth? Parables were simple stories that Jesus used to convey spiritual truth, but weren't always understandable by all who heard. In today's message, Pastor Mark taught us about parables as well as some very important spiritual truths. Listening is a matter of the heart, not just the ears. What type of listener are you? Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. 
We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Spiritual understanding is an issue of the heart. Pastor Mark has been challenging us with the type of listener we are. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, he will challenge us to examine the soil of our heart since it is the heart that is the key component of being a good listener. Is the Word of God being choked out of your heart today? Is the Word of God being choked out of your heart today by the things of this world? Beware that the good things don't choke out the best things. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a herd